I say Africa must wake up the sleeping sons of Jacob for what tomorrow may bring may our dynasty on the morning bliss can you tell me young ones who are we today history in the making absolutely 19 minutes after 4 if you've just joined us this is morning bliss uh, with Bertha sitting in for Patricia um, so our next conversation is surround is basically based on the Department of Basic Education led by Minister Angie Mutsecha and Deputy Minister Dr. Regina uh, Maule hosting the two-day language policy conference at the Protea Hotel or Artambo Airport. And its core at the conference aims to establish a network to support the DBE's language policy unit to realize its objectives while also looking to explore examples of bilingual and multilingual uh, practices it's also hoped that you know it will end the two-day conference basically with an answer of sorts but joining us online i've got terence kala media relations officer uh, department of basic education good morning and a warm welcome to morning bliss Top of the morning to you, Bertha. And uh, firstly, let me take an opportunity to thank you for the opportunity to uh, discuss our language policy conference. And thank you for joining us so early in the morning because I know 20 past four is it's very, very early. So let's take a look at um, what 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 does this really mean? Bertha, I mean, I think uh, first and foremost, once again, thank you very much for the opportunity. I think what the department has done here is really just create a platform where we can bring the greatest minds together. And I think what you look at is the ability to bring marginalized or previously marginalized languages back into the fora. I think the primary objective is obviously to foster uh, those intensive conversations on the multilingualism and really facilitate those practical strategies that this can come out in the classroom. The first day will constitute of the first day of deliberations we will be hearing from professors and really uh, key players in the space of multilingualism and education so we'll have professors uh, such as uh, professor hugh who is coming from um, the uh, australian uh, university so she's actually a professor of language uh, and multilingualism at the university of south australia uh, as well as uh, Dr. Uh, Henry Henry Kush, who's going to be there as well. He's also a lecturer in education. And the idea with bringing them on board is really to take minds that are already uh, implementing the strategies that we would like to utilize in South Africa and see how those are working across the world. Because it has been shown that uh, bringing a learner's cultural background and their language um, their home language into the classroom has really been shown to bring uh, some of the best results in, in countries where um, this has been done. Mm. And taking a look at our country, we have 11 official languages. Uh, oh, we've got 12 official languages. Well, yes, I, I was actually going to begin by correcting that. But yes, thank you. <laughs> yes, 12 official languages. Now, if how then do you you know, get to a point to say we are going to learn in this particular language. I know we've got different provinces that speak, you know, that have diff- different dialects. It's, it's, it's really mind-boggling to find how this is all going to work. 
Yes, certainly, and I think that's why the deliberations uh, will be over two days. Uh, we'll consider also on the second day that we'll have a variety of commissions that will also be taking place. And I think one of the main aims of those commissions uh, are already just to look at the various methodologies in which uh, we can then obviously unpack this. It will also then be looking at aspects of how this then goes from policy uh, really into um, reality because I think one of the main things that we need to also consider is the fact that we do uh, as a nation have really beautiful uh, policies. We have really uh, beautiful um ideas, but uh, it really does boil down to, to implementation. So one of the other aspects of, of our commissions will also be looking at teacher development and if we're really looking at saying we'd love to bring in multilingualism into the classroom, what does the teacher of the future look like? Um, but I think to go back to your question, we will be focusing obviously uh, provinces, will focus on the dominant languages within those provinces and the idea with that is also then to also lift that cultural background as well. So if we're in in uh, a province like uh, Gauteng, it will be important to embrace the languages that are from those specific communities, and that will also assist those learners to best grasp the concepts that are being taught to them. So I think I'll just go back to one of the points that I tried to make a little bit earlier on about learner, the research that has been done about in countries where learners are learning in their home language and the value of that. And I think even in a South African context, when we look at some of the schools that really perform the best and uh, that are shown to, to really have the best kind of outputs, uh, you generally do find that those commonly are schools where learners are learning in their home language and where that has also been embraced and uh, really been allowed for them to learn in their home language. This is all good and well. Uh, when we leave school, um, yes. you know, communication-wise, I mean, th- this has been what has been. We, we, we all communicate in English. And I know that the curriculum always says, of course, you've got to have your English language and then your Venec, your Venec being your home language. And when I compare with the Far East, for instance, uh, they they are pushing uh, Mandarin on even outside their borders so that, you know, uh, there's that bit of communication. So from a South African perspective with the 12 different languages, if we teach our children with different uh, communication languages, will that not complicate our children's livelihood later on when they have to survive elsewhere? I think that's that's definitely part of the conversation, uh, Bertha, and I think that's why the minds that will be coming through to the conference are really that important in helping us really deliberate on uh, the various outcomes of the decisions that we'll be taking. I think what's important is to bring those minds together to allow us to be able to visualize those various scenarios and really take things into our own context. And that's why it's very important that we do benchmark internationally, but also take into context the realities of our own situation and I think that's why uh, one of the objectives of this conference really was to capacitate the language policy unit so that it can really be able to take um, cognitive uh, understanding of some of the implications of, of the decisions that will be taken. But it definitely has been something that the department itself has been looking to do uh, for quite some time. And I think that is why uh, also you will see that the language policy unit itself was started, but it needed then obviously to then be capacitated uh, with the correct kind of 
um, intellectual capacity to be able to give us that guidance and really just be able to bring us to a point where this conference itself will then be that critical launch pad that we'll be able to then use to develop the policy that we'll be able to then implement as a nation and ensure that we don't obviously compromise ourselves but continue to build on the gains that we look to make as a nation. Mm. Will this mitigate the issue that we've been struggling with? Um, some few months ago, uh, there, w- there was a research that was conducted and the results um, indicated that our 10-year-olds uh, cannot comprehend just when they read. Will that not complicate issues in that well, regard? Well, certainly, well, well, I think uh, what, what was found is that our, our learners unfortunately can't read for, for meaning and understanding. And I think the department does have its own kind of position that we have been looking to articulate on on that in terms of what it means um, for our learners and their reading capacity. But we definitely do believe that obviously reading also in one's mother tongue will also assist them to understand things better in other languages as well. So I think that's what some of the research is also showing us and the value of us actually building the foundations in a specific language and in the home language as well will allow for a learner to be able to grasp better in other languages as well. And I think that is one thing that we are looking to, as a department, obviously bring forward, but incrementally, obviously, ensure that we do not compromise the gains that we have already made. Because I think, obviously, people might understand that commonly in a school, a child will learn in their mother tongue from grade one up until grade three, and then migrate then to English, which has which is proven to create a certain uh, barrier or or rather to, to, to bridge those, it's, it's been shown rather to further expand those gaps, unfortunately, that we do find in some of our schools. And what we want to obviously do with this conference is make sure that we really uplift those marginalized languages, but also take into context what some of the research has shown us about bringing in uh, one another tongue and, and obviously adding that cultural background aspect into that conversation. Mm. And lastly, Terence. Um, is there a template maybe where it's been tried and tested? I, I see that you do have professors from uh, Australia and um, from the UK. Ha- are they coming up maybe with a template that's been... You yes, know? certainly. And I think that's, that's what the professors will, will be there to actually talk to us about and look at it and how it's worked in the context where they have... Uh, Terence, I think I've lost you there for a second. Well, I'm chatting to Terence Kala, Media Relations Officer, Department of Basic Education. And um, basically the Department of Basic Education led by uh, Minister Angie Mutsecha, as well as Deputy Minister Dr. Regina Maule will will host a two-day language uh, policy conference at the Protea Hotel that's uh, at O'Aratambo Airport. And Terence, in, in closing, uh, you were just, uh, just before we got um, a little bit disturbed there, you were explaining about the template and what's been tried and tested. Certainly. Thank you very much for that, Bertha. And apologies, uh, I'm not too sure what happened there. But uh, what I was indicating is that uh, that's why our professors are here. They're going to obviously be speaking to us about the context under which uh, multilingualism, multilingual education has worked and really just to help us kind of build a framework for how we can then look to introduce that in South Africa. And that's why the context of a lot of our further speakers and our commission heads will also then include uh, a lot of our South African-led uh, um 
contingency. So that would mean that we'd then obviously be having uh, people that will then look to take the uh, international uh, benchmarks and those bring those uh, into a South African and local context. So uh, it's, it's really going to be amazing to have uh, people like Professor uh, Lekele Makalela, who is uh, one of the founding directors of the Hub of Multilingualism, Education and um, Literacy. He's also the deputy head of the Zit School of Education. And I think having those kind of minds in the room already assist us in terms of taking the international context and bringing it home and allowing us to use the best practice to really build our own framework as a nation. And we definitely look forward uh, as, as a nation to obviously looking at introducing this multilingual education and, and continuing to build on the gains that we've uh, continued to make as a sector. Well, Terence, thank you so much for joining us on Morning Bliss. That's Terence Kala, Media Relations Officer, Department of Basic Education. I do see that uh, media is invited to the conference. Um, I do not presume the public is invited. Otherwise, it will be congested, Terence. Unfortunately, not. we did uh, have our invitation sent out. I think the idea was obviously to also have uh, a very tight um, conversation with uh, the really the key speakers and uh, key academics and key players within the space. Uh, I wouldn't want to say that the department has uh, not canvassed adequately, but yes, of course, we could uh, have opportunities for us to have further engagement. And I think this is what it's about, is just creating that launch pad that will allow the conversation to flow and for us to bring those minds together so that we can further converge to really build a policy that's going to drive this basic education sector uh, in a very, very beautiful and uh, new direction. And going forward, if uh, those that are interested or would like to partake or share their views, where, where can they go? Do you have a site or yes, a communication place? Uh, yes, we do have a, a website. They're free to visit the Department of Basic Education's website. That is uh, education.gov.za. They will be able to navigate through. For the next uh, couple of days, we will be having that on our homepage. But further from that, they can just feel free to navigate and just search, uh, put it in the search tab and search for the language conference. We will be uploading all of the various presentations that will be uh, delivered there. People can feel free to also join us virtually. If you can't, uh, obviously, we can't all be in the room, but do feel free to join us virtually. We'll be live streaming this on the Department of Basic Education's YouTube channel. So you can go to YouTube and just search for Department of Basic Education South Africa and join the conversation. But furthermore, uh, really, if one wants to go and delve even deeper, they can go to our website and then uh, really engage with those presentations and see what the conversation uh, was about as well. Thank you so much for joining us on Morning Bliss. That's Terence there. And uh, the conference is taking place actually today, uh, Protea Hotel or Aratambo Airport, uh, starting at 9 o'clock. And media is invited. 4.33, top of the hour. Uh, we will have uh, to cross over to um, Elvis Preslin. And, of course, uh, from uh, 6 o'clock onwards, right up until 9 o'clock, uh, Stephen Hrutus will be giving you uh, current affairs and all topics that are hot at the moment. Let's take a small break and we will be back. And when we get back, we still have one more conversation. Uh, we're going to engage in Service Delivery Watch. Limpopo University water and sanitation expert says that the city of Joburg explosion has been caused by the reckless culture of littering. What are your thoughts?